Hey everyone, this episode will be all about the EU Parliament's point of view of money laundering and terrorist financing with cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. Have fun. Welcome to The Blockchain Lawyer, a podcast on technology and law. Dennis Hilleman is an accomplished lawyer with over 13 years of experience and a passion for creating a better future through blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, and other disruptive innovations. All statements expressed in this podcast are the opinions of the host and his guests only and are in no way legal or financial advice. And now, here is your host, Dennis. Thanks for tuning in. This is Dennis Lehmann and welcome to episode 16 of A Blockchain Lawyer. And today we're going to talk about the EU Parliament's view and approach on cryptocurrencies and money laundering. And we're going to do this based on a document that was released in July 2018. It was requested by the European Parliament's Special Committee on Financial Crimes, Tax Evasion and Tax Avoidance. And its title is Cryptocurrencies on Blockchain legal contracts and implications for financial crime, money laundering and tax evasion. And I want to talk about this document because I think it's not so very known, but it's not a bad document. It doesn't have actually a bad approach on blockchain from my point of view. And in the upcoming episodes, I want to focus a little more on the EU EU approach to blockchain and cryptocurrencies. So we're going to start with this document from 2018. So as I told you this document is more on the possibilities of using blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies for criminal con- uh, intent. And this is, of course, a big subject when it comes to blockchain and cryptocurrencies, something that is often said that cryptocurrencies can be used in a bad way. And while the blockchain evangelists and the Bitcoin supporters say that this is put in a very bad light and that it's all over exaggerated and anything it's not so wrong to approach this topic it's not so wrong to talk about this topic and i think the document that i just mentioned doesn't do it on a bad level so that is why i want to talk a little about this document and the document um, starts by saying the following more and more regulators are worried about criminals who are increasingly using cryptocurrencies for illegal activities like money laundering terrorist financing and tax evasion. The problem is significant. Even though the full scale of misuse of virtual currencies is unknown, its market value has been reported to exceed 7 billion euro worldwide. For this reason, on the basis of the mandate of the EU, a study was prepared which contains policy recommendations for future EU standards. And the basic takeaways from the study are the following. There is a growing desire for regulation to prevent crime with cryptocurrencies. Nobody can argue that. And the strength of cryptocurrencies through their anonymity and their high availability, high transferability worldwide. I mean, as you know from my early episodes on Bitcoin and Ethereum, you can send money you can send virtual currencies like bitcoin and ethereum to somebody else within seconds like you can transfer something that is so valuable bitcoin is valued at more than nine thousand dollars 
on, on the day that I'm speaking with, the 3rd of November. So you can send that away very easily. And the strength of cryptocurrencies through anonymity and also our risk of abuse just by the anonymity. And therefore, the study, from my point of view, in a very good way, proposes that there is an international solution for this, possibly on the level of G20. And of course, there's also already talks about that. However, and this is something that I want to highlight from the study, and that I think this is very important to understand. Um, the study also underlines that blockchain as such is not something that is criminal as such. The study says it would be too blunt to associate blockchain with money laundering, terrorist financing or tax evasions. It is just technology on which a large number of cryptocurrencies run, but which is not designed to launder money, facilitate terror finance, terrorist financing or evade taxes. Blockchain has numerous applications throughout the whole lawful economy. And I quite like that the paper underlines that technology is always neutral and you can prevent that criminals use technologies for their malactivities. I mean, airplanes are used for smuggling drugs. Ships are used for smuggling drugs. The internet is used for doing bad business um, on the in on the internet, you know, like the blind side of the internet, as it's called, the black markets that we all know of, the dark internet, that it's often called. So technology as such, like the internet, is neither good or bad, it's just technology. And blockchain is neither good or bad, it's just technology. And I like it that the study underlines that, and I also want you, everyone listening to this, keeping this in mind. So what was the background for this, for having this study? Um, of course, the growing popularity of the crypto market. We already talked about how big crypto already is. And if you listen to my last episodes also on China's plans on cryptos, you probably know that this market is only going to be growing. And there's a large number of possible applications of technology in cryptocurrencies. So there's a huge huge financial market evolving around cryptocurrencies and the possibilities of blockchain. So of course, anti-money laundering comes largely into play when it comes to cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. And therefore, there's a necessity of uniform regulation of the use of technology and circulation of cryptocurrencies. And the study says the focus is hence a legal one. It means that the study will not elaborate on all the technical aspects, and there are many relating to cryptocurrencies and blockchain. The study only touches upon those to the extent necessary to understand the legal context. The study will also not take an economic, criminological, or any other approach than a legal one. So this is why I chose this for my podcast for Blockchain Lawyer, because the study is all about is all on legal matters which I very, very much like, that, there's a, that the study does not judge the technology, does not judge the economical aspects, but absolutely focus on legal questions concerning blockchain and cryptocurrencies. And basically, there are two recommendations done that can be discussed on a big level. The first recommendation when it comes to cryptocurrencies within the EU and for making new policies on EU level when it comes to cryptocurrencies is that there should be a mandatory registration of users of cryptocurrencies within the EU. 
That is what the study says. Not saying this is good or bad, just saying. And also, and this is more uh, on a legal term that is possibly interesting to many tax lawyers, um, the study would uh, suggest that there is an, a larger extension of the component bodies in the money laundering framework of the EU, also to regulate cryptocurrency trading and usage into um, in, in the EU. So the study basically says, hey, whoever wants to own you uh, own Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and trade them within the EU should have some form of registration. And also it says that there should be an extension of the competent bodies when it comes to anti-money laundering connecting to cryptocurrencies. So that are the basic two suggestions coming from this study. And I want to focus a little on the first suggestion. And this first suggestion is all about the installment of a middleman based on the platform for the development of legal initiative. And the study says, in the longer term, the EU should consider developing a tailored and more comprehensive framework for cryptocurrencies and setting EU standards for cryptocurrencies in line with suggestions and recommendations made by the EBA, including license requirement for cryptocurrency service providers. Part of such a framework could be to create or impose a middleman. So basically, the study suggests that whenever you want to trade cryptocurrencies within the EU to, to make sure that anti-money laundering rules are apply and there is, that there is no tax evasion or terrorist financing, every user should register with a middleman allowing them access to trading cryptocurrencies. And this is actually a huge issue, even if you don't know that, because from what I learned in the past month is a lot of trading, of course, of cryptocurrencies is done on exchanges, exchanges like Kraken or Binance. Possibly those of you who, are, who look into cryptocurrencies and trading know what I'm talking about. But what I learned is that a lot of cryptocurrencies are not traded on such exchanges, but outside of exchanges directly from person A to person B. It happens directly. And that is a huge market, especially for Bitcoin. And of course, such a market, and there are agencies, even in Germany, even in Hamburg, where I'm living, that provide such direct trading from one user to the other, P2P trading, like Satoshi Nakamoto would have called it. So there's a huge market for such trading. And of course, such a market is pretty open for money laundering and terrorist financing. You can't argue that. So it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing as such to have some form of regulation. I'm not saying that going through a middleman is absolutely the right way because actually it stands against all that Satoshi Nakamoto stood for because he didn't want middlemen. He, he wanted to eliminate the banks. He wanted to provide a trustworthy peer-to-peer transaction possibility, a peer-to-peer -peer economy based on cryptocurrencies. And if we now impose that a middleman is involved in cryptocurrencies, then the original idea of Satoshi Nakamoto is put in question from my point of view. But nonetheless, it is very, very true that there is a, that there is a huge market for direct cryptocurrency trading. And I just want to tell you about something I once um, in my 
uh, friend circle where it was someone doing an, an ICO. It wasn't successful, so I don't want to go into details. But when he was doing the ICO, well, let me just explain what an ICO is for those of you who don't know that. Um, if you listen to my podcast episodes on Ethereum and smart contracts, you know that based on Ethereum, it's possible to issue new cryptocurrency tokens that are based on Ethereum. So basically, anyone of us can issue its, his, his or her own token and sell them in an initial coin offering to make, to make the funding for a startup. There was a big thing in 2016 and 2017 when there were so many ICOs that the market just went so downhill. It was a huge thing with a lot of money running around. And someone doing, someone I know doing this ICO, he even had people call him pretending that they are, were from Switzerland and they wanted to give him $1 million, $1 million in cash if he gave them his cryptocurrency tokens directly. And of course, um, when I heard that, and of course, my friend also said, I will not do this because this sounds so illegal. And I also said, no, better don't do it. This, this sounds, sounds so bad as money laundering. So this is actually happening out there. And therefore, it's, I think, totally fine that the EU puts an approach to it. Not quite sure if a middleman solution is absolutely right. But so far, if we don't have a better solution for preventing, anti, preventing money laundering, this is something we should all discuss for and this is something we should all look into. So the study further um, evolves that there are big regulatory challenges in the fight against money laundering, terrorist financing and tax evasion via cryptocurrencies. And the study then also mentions the so-called titanium project of the eu um, it, what is that um, new initiatives like the investigation of transaction in underground markets titanium with titanium project may change this and this this means the situation with the trading of cryptocurrencies directly with a high risk of money laundering may change it at some point but it's still too early to tell to what extent in any event, a more structural regulatory approach is desirable. So to prevent money laundering and terrorist financing, the study says that we absolutely need better regulations. And it also underlines that, that only on the EU level, these regulations can actually come into play because in addition to annuity, the intrinsically cross-border nature of cryptocurrencies, crypto markets and crypto players is a major challenge for regulators. So the national regulators probably can handle this if we are tr if we are honest and we need regulation at least on EU level but possibly better even on G20 level. The study then also approaches the fact that actually cryptocurrencies were meant to be safe, were meant to be encrypted and that the transactions are transparent but that is encrypted who is actually behind the transaction and so the whole thing the whole idea of preventing money laundering could actually put in question the whole idea of cryptocurrencies. And the study says to this, there's a thin line between preserving strong encryption for the protection of cybersecurity, data protection, and privacy on the one hand, while offering opportunities for legitimate law enforcement access to information for criminal investigations with appropriate safeguards on the other hand. 
as was recognized by the European Commission. So the study is aware of a tension between privacy on the one hand, but also the necessity for law enforcement on the other hand. But the study says, and this is what I want to underline coming from the study, it says the following. Legislative action should always be proportionate so that it addresses the illicit behavior while at the same time not strangling technology into innovation at birth. Cryptocurrencies run on the blockchain or other technology. This technology is legitimate and offers many advantages for innovation in multiple legitimate sectors, including the business and public sector. This is what I like about the study. It says, yes, there is a high risk of money laundering with cryptocurrencies, and we must take legal actions to prevent that. But the study doesn't put it all in a bad way. The study says there are so many good use cases for cryptocurrencies and blockchain. And what I want you outside to know is that the Commission, the EU Parliament know this. So they are not they are not trying to strangle blockchain or cryptocurrencies. On, on uh, It's quite the different. They say this is a great technology and we'll look into further episodes into what the EU is doing on the blockchain level. It just says we need just to regulate money laundering. And I think there's a good message coming from the study that it's not there to strangle cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. The study then also approaches the subject of tax evasion. And it says cryptocurrency is held through a custodian wallet provider or transaction occur via a virtual currency exchange platform. There will be information available for the tax administration as the case may be brought to the attention of a tax administration by an FIU reporting a suspicious transaction linked to the evasion. So actually what the study says is, hey, if you are uh, an exchange situated in Europe and doing and offering cryptocurrencies trading, etc., you are obliged to report to the tax authorities if something unusual is going on. And there should be regulation on European level. That's what the study underlines. It says cryptocurrency transactions and crypto players are not bound by borders. Therefore, it is certain that the national level is not the right level to address money laundering, terrorist financing and tax evasion via cryptocurrencies. The European level is more appropriate, even more appropriate, however, is the international level as a crypto activity is also not limited by the European border. This is where the study says the G20 must act. And I think that's a good message and a right message. So basically what I want you to take from this is the EU is aware of a money laundering problem on cryptocurrencies, but it does not aim at strangling cryptocurrencies. It does not aim at regulate blockchain in a manner that the technology is not working at all. On the contrary, it wants to support blockchain and cryptocurrencies as well, but it makes the policymakers within the EU and on the level of Strasbourg aware of a problem and the challenges that money laundering can actually be when it comes to cryptocurrencies and it asks to act on European level. And I'm very, very, very interested in seeing what will happen there. So this was the first episode of the EU and cryptocurrencies and blockchain. And we are going into this in the upcoming episodes as well. So come back to me I, and write to me what you want to hear about. I'm I would likely love to hear from you. And until until then, bye bye for now. 
If you want to learn more about Dennis, please visit his website, theblockchain.lawyer, or connect with him on LinkedIn or Twitter. Until next time, everyone. 